You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 82 of PlayStation Unchained. I'm your co-host for today, Mike Carradance, and joining me is my co-host, as always, Ben Shilbeer Hall. How's it going, Ben? Not too bad, thank you. It's good to have you on. You're not not going out to get pissed tonight, then? Like, the last (laughs) few weeks? No, no, I wasn't actually going out getting drunk. I was at a barbecue last week for my um, mate's birthday, and I was just... We were just out like chatting and stuff and playing games, so that was cool. And I was on holiday a couple of weeks before that, so yeah, it's been a while since I've been on the podcast. I think it must be a month, I reckon, which is just crazy. Much, yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, that voice, in case you haven't guessed, that's Neil Bolt. How's it going, Neil? Hello, I'm wonderful. Thank you very much. Yeah, so I'm here with my nice glass of cider, cold and pretty refreshed. Nice. What's the uh, weather like where you are? I know Ben said it's really hot where he is. Same here. How about you? Yeah, it's a good 21 degrees it's been today, so it's not been too bad. It's cool. not been overbearing. Yeah, no. I'm a very much a thunder and lightning and rain everywhere sort of guy. I don't like heat at all. <laughs> uh, I don't mind the heat. I've got used to it, but working out in the heat is just crazy. That's just, that's just ah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but where we go, I'm mad and I like to train still, so nothing stops me. I have to be very, very <laughs> ill to not train. Or not lift a weight or something, but yeah. Anyway, guys, um, it's good to have you back. Um, well, actually, no, what am I about? It's good to be for me to be back, and it's, it's good, good to be talk back. to you again. Yeah, you guys yeah, have been we're... there for like the last month. You ain't gone nowhere. Yeah, we were talking about <laughs> just before we uh, came on, trying to negotiate having Return of the Mac play just before we started. <laughs> 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 but licensing issues mean we couldn't do that. So. Yeah, but we can still sing it. I wasn't going to say it. I thought I'd let you do it. <laughs> I just can't put it off. There you um, go. Don't sue us, Mark Morrison. We know you don't have much money. but <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Well, um, how about we just kick off with some news first, guys, then, yeah? Um, yeah. I think uh, we'll start off with a story from last Monday. Uh, it's not really a big story, but I just thought it was quite cool because this game looks good. Uh, it's uh, Until Dawn, which has been rated by the ESRB, uh, which is America's um, ratings body. Uh, details on Until Dawn, uh, Until Dawn dropped from the game's ESRB rating. Now, this includes, funnily enough, um, lots of swearing, sexual themes, and dismemberment. Um, yes, uh, this game is looking really cool, actually. I'm really, really excited by this. Uh, I'll just read you out a small quote from the actual uh, rating itself. Uh, this is a survival horror adventure game in which players have eight friends survive a serial killer at a mountain retreat. As players progress through the game, they explore the fully interactive environments using a variety of action decision paths via on-screen prompts. Uh, some choices can lead to depictions of intense violence and or gore, characters shot in the head, characters cut in half by a saw blade, characters disemboweled or decapitated by a creature. Creature, note the word creature, sounds intriguing. A uh, character is forced to cut off segments of his fingers. Uh, there's some quotes here as well. Uh, I quote, let's party like with uh, effing porn stars and make this one trip we will never forget. Uh, I mean, if you're not going to bang her, maybe Mike could take up the case. Uh, a character looking at various sexual positions to become a suture book. A woman performing a striptease for a man, removing her clothes down to her undergarments for words. Uh, uh, beep, beep, beep are heard in dialogue. Can't really think <laughs> You get the idea. Oh, my. <laughs> but yeah, this this um, is definitely living up to its kind of teen horror um, kind of uh, roots, so to speak. So yeah, 
Um, guys, um, we mentioned this before a few times, but I'm really looking forward to this game. I'm a big fan of a kind of like teen slasher horror films. I, I love the Scream films, for example, or the uh, Friday the 13th ones, things like that. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, is it sounding pretty cool so far, do you reckon? Uh, let's start with Neil. Yeah, it's sounding like a proper Saturday night takeover film made into a game. It's just yeah. delightfully dirty, cheap and guilty pleasure sort of thing. And I, I love the idea. I mean, hopefully I'll be the one reviewing it. As I think it's the end of August, isn't it? Which is, in personal terms, a bit of a tricky time with the birth of a second child around that time. So Ooh. may not get to yet. So. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, the, old, the small problem of a child being born, yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's why I'm just fitting all these reviews in early, you know, get more out of the way. But, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I don't think it'll be any major classic or anything, but it'll do what it's supposed to do. Do what it says on the tin, eh? That's it, yeah. Exactly. It does what it says on the tin, mate. Right? <laughs> Until dawn. That's how long you've got to survive. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the fact that it has, like... um. Uh, multiple like choices and stuff so hopefully what have in theory it should have a lot of replay value yeah i mean they use um their thing is basically called the butterfly effect so yeah yeah changing tiny things and change and make bigger things happen awesome that'd be the hope yeah totally man um cool well that's until dawn from uh, neil's point of view uh ben how about you are you looking forward to this what do you think of the uh details there that uh drop from the rating it looks like fun um, I'm not sure if I'll get it yet anyway because I have too many games to buy. Um, but yeah. Cool, cool. So um, maybe later then, yeah, for you. Oh yeah, a little bit later. Cool. Okay. Um, let's move on. Uh, I won't uh, stop on this one too much, but uh, it's interesting that uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider PS4 has been listed on an Australian retailer. Uh, not much more to say about that. Um, this game we know. <clears throat> has a timed exclusivity on Xbox One and Xbox 360 for holiday uh, 2015. Um, everyone's pretty much <clears throat> resigned to the fact that it will uh, come out on PS4 eventually, probably not until um, probably not until uh, a year after the Xbox version, um, although why it's popping up on a retail site already is anyone's guess. Um, just quickly, guys, when do you reckon we'll see Tomb Raider on PS4, or Rise of the Tomb Raider, should I say? Summer 2016. Yeah, I'd pretty much Summer. go with that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So not they won't save it for next uh, Christmas next year then? No, it won't be as much of an event. And so they'll just put it in somewhere where it's quiet and they know people will want to play it. And... So, yeah, I don't think see them making a big deal of it coming to PlayStation. Cool, cool, cool. Plus, of course, we got um, Uncharted 4 in spring as well. So that's yeah. taken up all the uh, attention as far as Avenger fans go. So um, I'd say probably July. So this time next year. That'd be sweet. Good summer game. I don't know, July. That seems a bit early. I want to say August. Mm. Because that way they, they'll have all the DLC out and done. And we'll get the edition in August with all the DLC plus edition or whatever. Possibly. The other thing I think is that if Microsoft have paid the money up front for, you know, basically fund it and make sure they're safe to make the game. Mm. They're not really going to care when they release it so much, so maybe they won't wait too long. But it really depends on what sort of contract they signed on that. Well, 
we'll find out next year. So um, hopefully, you know, over a year, just over a year's time or whatever, we'll be able to look back on this podcast and see who was right. I, for the record, I reckon it'll be full. You guys say it'll be summer, so we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> uh, moving on now to um, Project Morpheus. Uh, Sony has said that it's too early to announce the price for Project Morpheus. This is during an interview with uh, Shuhei Yoshida, uh, who is president of Sony Computer Entertainment Worldwide Studios, uh, speaking with uh, GamesIndustry.biz on the subject of the price. I quote, we are talking about launching next year, so typically we don't talk about pricing one year ahead of time. I think we announced the price of PS4 at E3, the year of launch. So that's five months before the launch. So it's too early. It's not like we are waiting for Oculus to announce their price. We still have we still have work to do to know exactly the cost of the goods and so on. Um, so, yeah, that's Project Morpheus. They've said, um, I think uh, it's the first half of 2016 it's coming out. Um, so, yeah, quite a way to go, yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Um, do you reckon? Are you surprised about this? Or would you think? Uh, would they have? Do you think you, they should have announced the price by now? Or are you not not surprised they haven't? Uh, Neil, what do you reckon? No, I think they're waiting to see what some of the competition do. Price-wise, mm. give them a little bit of a leg up because it's been one of the biggest bugbears of Sony's many things over the years. Is that they come out with a price and it's usually too much. And but if they have a little heads up. They work it around and make something a bit more agreeable to sort of keep competitive and I think that's what they're going for. I think they learned that lesson with the PS4 that seeing Microsoft launch at 399 and then think, you know, taking 50 off that straight away and saying there you go. But get in, undercut the <coughs> undercut the competition sort of make yours the one that people want to try first. Certainly uh certainly had a better launch than the PS3 did. <laughs> Five hundred and ninety-nine US dollars. Uh, yeah, well, I bought it. <laughs> yeah, I bought one as well. I bought a launch model as well for PS3, but there we go. But yeah, that was one costly console. That was blind me. They um, definitely nailed it with PS4, though. You know, um, I, I feel like I got my money out of it. So. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, ben, how would you? What about uh, same question to you about Morpheus? I think they're just waiting. To be honest, I, I don't see the rush. It's not until next year anyway. So yeah. I think they want a bigger catalogue of things to show off when they do announce it properly as well. It's just say, here you go, there's this big game that will use it, there's this big game that will use it, here's a bunch of games especially made for it, like that, and so they can just, you know, not have the problem they have with Vita, basically, where it's like, here's your initial lot, uh, we've got nothing after that, basically. Yeah, <laughs> and still nothing. <laughs> If they say No Man's Sky is VR, then that will be day one. Yeah, well, that, that's me gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be sad. I can't wait to see some good horror games for that. I reckon that'll be great. Yeah, I mean, just going back, it's like uh, people experimented with Oculus Rift with Alien Isolation last year. All right. Said it and just said it was just almost unbearable how terrifying it could be. But, there's a lot of talk of out of the three of that um, Capcom game Kitchen that was on. Oh yeah, yeah. As well, and apparently it's absolutely awfully terrifying. What's it all about exactly? I don't. No one will say. This is it, and apparently you just can't describe it. It has to be seen properly. Ah, seen to be believed. Big secret. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I just hope it's not going to be too expensive, but um, mm. we'll just have to wait and see. Um, we have a new PS4 model announced uh, to coincide with the launch of, uh, Neil will probably be thrilled at this, uh, <laughs> Destiny The Taken King. Uh, this is a Destiny-themed <laughs> PS4 that comes packaged with uh, 
the uh, the new release of re- uh, the re-release of Destiny, which includes the Taken King. Um, it's going to be coming out on September fifteenth. Um, there's also another bundle. Uh, this uh, this one I just mentioned was a, is a white one. Looks rather nice, I have to say. There's a second one, however, that features a jet black 500 gig PS4 and a copy of Destiny: The Taken King Legendary Edition. Uh, these will be coming out again, as I said, um, for the launch of The Taken King on September 15th. Uh, for those of you who don't know, The Taken King is the third expansion for Destiny, although it's significantly larger than the other two that were released. Um, it's uh, it's a bunch of new content in there, including. Uh, new subclasses for um, Guardians, among other things, and new raids and new strikes as well. So, yeah. Um, obviously, I'm not going to buy the console because I've already got a PS4, but it does look really, really cool. I can imagine people will be, um, people who want to go on to uh, jump onto next gen will be tempted by this. Destiny, regardless of what you think about it, is um, it's pretty popular. So, there we go. But, um, yeah. Uh, ben, uh, what do you think about this? I think it's pretty cool. I like the look of it. I wish, if I tempted, if I didn't have a PS4 to get it. I don't even know I have a PS4, I'm tempted to get it. Wow. <laughs> really? Well, I'm buying the Cutscene Edition of Destiny, so... Oh, um, that's true. With your that ghost. means I'm buying the game again as well, so I might as well buy a PS4. <laughs> Carry yeah. on with me buying the same thing ever again. Now, that's commitment. <laughs> you know about that whole um, issue with Destiny Collector's Edition, right? Because with Destiny and the two exp- the two expansion packs, but you can't buy the uh, collector's edition without it. Oh really? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh wow! No, oh, I must have missed the memo on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't worry, we gave it a good kicking. So. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> I bet you enjoyed it as well. <laughs> um, oh no! Don't bring up my bias against Destiny. So, <laughs> um, so well, I'm gonna have to frame it. I'm gonna have to ask you, uh, what do you think of that story there, Neil? <laughs> Just quickly. Uh, uh, <laughs> we are on the time limit. <laughs> it's a it's a lovely looking console, but yeah, it's totally unnecessary. Cool. I think that sums it up nicely. Um, let's move on to something different here. Another game. This is a uh, this is zombie. Rated for Xbox uh, One and PS4. This is, of course, what uh, this is the uh, current generation port of uh, Wii U. Or I suppose they're the same generation, but uh, PS4 and Xbox One port of Zombie U, which was out on Wii U for launch. Uh, it's been rumoured uh, for a couple of months. Um, it looks like it's actually happening now. Uh, it's cropped up. It was previously outed on the Australian's ratings bo- uh, board, and it's now come up on a <clears throat> on a ratings board in Taiwan. So it looks like it's only a matter of time until Ubisoft uh, announces this. Um, <clears throat> I haven't actually played the game, but it's uh, definitely one that's um, got my um, interest. Um, zombie outbreak in London, which is nice because usually they, they you typically set zombie um, apocalypses in uh, America. So it looks it seems really cool. Good survival horror elements in it. Um, quite good uh, with um, atmosphere as well, apparently, from what um, I've read. So, yeah, I reckon I'll pick this up when it comes out. Uh, guys, uh, Neil, how about you? What do you reckon? Are you interested in this? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, as I said before, it's one of the games I was quite interested in on Wii U. And it's a really good concept. I think we were mentioning the other week about the fact that it heavily incorporates the tablet that comes with the Wii U. Yes. It would yeah. probably end up using some sort of phone app to sort of compensate for that. In both, yeah, because the Xbox doesn't really have a handheld console to sort of compensate for that. So yeah, it's be interesting. Is the other way? If they're not going to go that way, then then it kind of takes a little of the you know its own edge off it. If they don't have that 
sort of second screen stuff because the beauty of it is that you're looking at the second screen to do little puzzle things like to help unlock doors and whatever whilst yeah. having to keep looking up at the main screen to see that you're not getting you know, drawn, you know people coming in on you uh, you know zombies and stuff and that's it and it creates a great little tension so yeah then you'd probably lose a little bit of that if you didn't have that so hopefully that's the way they go yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they do. Uh, how about you, Ben? Uh, it does look good. I, I was tempted to buy it for the Wii U if I got a Wii U. So now I can play it on the PS4. Yep. Best of both worlds. Um, so do you reckon you're going to get it? Yeah, I will be getting that. Sweet. Sounds good to me. Cool. Um, I hope... Um, actually, I was kind of surprised it wasn't announced at E3, but um, there we go. Uh, hopefully it won't be too long. Uh, next up, guys, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five producer shoots down visual downgrade woes. Uh, this was uh, it's apparently from the uh, the recent E3 demo, or rather the um, extended one. Uh, people have been claiming that the game doesn't look as good. Uh, yeah, we've all heard this kind of stuff before. It always seems to come up. Oh no, the game doesn't look as good as it did at E3. Such and such ago, or whatever. We've heard that with Watch Dogs and various other things. Uh, <clears throat> But um, apparently, no, uh, this, uh, this is not the case, according to someone who I'm going to butcher his name completely, the games producer, <laughs> Ken Ichiro Imazumi. Uh, hope I got that right. I apologize if I didn't. Um, he says on Twitter, uh, if you know the game making process, we normally don't change or downgrade, great, downgrade in this phrase. Always have to. Well, OK, this is obviously English, obviously, isn't his uh, first language. <laughs> Always have to be comes first. <laughs> That's how it right. That's how he wrote it. Uh, we don't change grade system in in last phase. It has to be. It has to, bloody hell. It's like <laughs> it, I'll try and translate what he's saying. It has to be done a long, long time ago. It should just be lighting tuning. Uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, the gist. Is they haven't done it. If they were going to do it, it would have been happened a lot sooner in the development process. And that's not the case at all. So, no, Metal Gear Solid Five has not received any kind of visual downgrade. I, to be honest, hadn't noticed at all that it was looking apparently slightly worse for wear. I think it still looks fantastic. Um, so, um, I don't know. You always get these people who kind of scru- scrutinise these things. Um, I don't know why they even bother. It's just trying to pick in, just picking out all this kind of stuff, man. It's just, you know, don't. Just enjoy the game, you know. Um, but, yeah, did you, any of you guys notice anything at all about the game uh, from a visual point of view, thinking it had been downgraded? Uh, Neil? No, not at all. It's like, first, the engine's already out there. It's been shown. It's ground zeroes. It's like... Looks pretty pretty. It's yep. maybe it's the difference of environment that it's you know, such a sandy place, and I, don't, I just can't see where they're coming from on it. To be honest, it's like, quite it literally looks, is a sandbox. <laughs> yeah, it's literally a giant sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's like, baffled as to where they're getting it from. But, and you get these people that. Yeah, I mean, about a couple of frames per second difference and things. So yeah, it's usually PC elitist. So. Like, oh look, that texture has one less grain of sand. Yeah, last week I'm sure of it. That so. shadow is clipped that um, wall by about five centimeters. Yeah, and so it's like, shut up, have fun. It's video games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ben, how about you? Oh no, no, oh, he's got one less hair in his beard now. Oh no. <laughs> I don't but, know, that might, that might bother me. <laughs> uh, no, I don't see any difference, really. It looks good. It's going to play good. It's going to 
costs me a lot because the microtransactions good, but still, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm still keeping my hundred pound deposit down. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I've been I've been looking forward to. I'm reading out this next story just because I love the title. Call of Duty Black Ops Free Limited Edition features a bridge. Um, this is only uh, the second best Call of Duty Black Ops Free headline of the week. <laughs> yeah, uh, I kind of want this. Activision has lifted the lid on its... Uh, this is by um, Simon Sayers, by the way. Uh, Activision has lifted the lid on its upcoming limited edition for Call of Duty Black Ops 3, and it comes packaged with a rather bizarre collector's item. Uh, this is uh, for $289.99. Um, so, yeah, God knows what that translate in, translates into squares. Oh, well, I'm going to say because of tax, stupidity... Call of Duty pricing, we're looking at move the numbers, move that number to there, move the one to the thing, to the add a pie, no, £289 probably. Oh, okay. Where you going The contents is a collectible steelbook case with game, uh, season pass, the giant zombies in-game map, free personalization packs, official game soundtrack as DLC, uh, Parker Cola coasters with custom tin, and a fully functional fridge which holds 12 uh, times 12 uh, ounce cans. Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> that is built for the. Um, yeah. That's. Um, I don't know why, but I don't want to. No, no. I, I was going to say something there, and I really don't want to offend people. <laughs> it just sounds very American. <laughs> oh, fr- yeah. America. A fridge, you know, a mini fridge. I can just picture a guy sitting on his couch playing Call of Duty with his fridge next to him. Radioactive coloured energy drinks. Why why are you talking about my flat? (laughs) My my main fridge is in my front room next to my chair. (laughs) I was just saying what I could see. Uh, Oh, no. Yeah, but uh, at the same time, though, even though it's absurd, it's ridiculously cool as well, and absurd and slightly ostentatious as well. It's just, has there ever been anything like this before? I know they tend to like go all out with these. They had goggles in one of them, fully functional yeah. goggles. They so ever had a... night vision goggles to a fridge to what an egg whisk in twenty twenty. No, I want to say something, but I know I'll get this. Might need to be censored out, Kevin. But one of they need to give away a wanky whisk. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Oh my word! Uh, look on YouTube for uh, some. Oh, what's his name? I'm gonna have to give you a link afterwards. He, <laughs> he calls it the wanky whisk because it's a whisk where you go up and down with it. Oh, that's brilliant! At <laughs> least give that away. We'll call the duty next. <laughs> oh god! Wait, it's um. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they give away a, a remote control heli- helicopter as well with it, like a toy oh, yeah. helicopter? Oh, yeah. was it an RC car? I thought it was. Yeah, it was a, well, that was a spy drone as well, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, or, or maybe it was a drone, not a helicopter. I can't remember. I knew it was something that flew and you could control it. <laughs> oh, whatever it was, just crazy though. That is, um, well, uh, that's certainly um, points for um, um, kind of like wow, look at your me. audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I was just taking my contact lenses out there. Um, had in the middle of the day. <laughs> that's better. Now I've got my glasses on. Um, yeah, so that's the Call of Duty. Um, well, I have to ask. Um, this begs the question: Is anyone going to get it? I kind of want it. You kind of want it. Yeah. <laughs> that translates to I will get it. 
<laughs> I, I want it, but I know I won't be able to afford it. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, you could go for the Just Cause Free Edition, uh, Collector's Edition, which has a, a, a replica grappling hook. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is pretty miniature cool. miniature isn't it, though? Yeah, um, that's for $79.99. Uh, so, yeah, that's slightly more down-to-earth, so to speak. But, yeah, it's not a fridge, but <laughs> it's a grappling hook. So, you yeah. missed the real selling point of Black Ops 3 this year, to be honest. Which uh, is probably the next story you're going to tell, isn't it? Um, I have a feeling what you're talking about, so you may as well read it out. <laughs> or go <for> it. <laughs> Just because it's like it's my favourite story of the week. Seriously, like uh, the fact that Call of Duty Black Ops Three Zombies mode has Jeff Goldblum in it. Yes, <laughs> that's not the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so... Yeah, and Ron Perlman. Yeah, and Ron yeah. Perlman. So yeah. Hellboy's in it. Yeah, that's it. Has they got 1940s film noir storyline? Featuring star-studded cast, includes Jeff Goldblum, as we said, Heather Graham, Neil McDonough, I don't know who he is, <laughs> Ron Perlman, and Robert Picardo. Again, I don't know who he is. But keeping with the setting of the game, players will have access to a variety of old-school weapons, though a few modern variations will be featured. Gamers will be able to purchase upgrades from the Pack-a-Punch machine as they battle against legions of zombies and other mutated monstrosities as they are instructed by the mysterious figure known as the Shadow Man. Shadow Man, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. new zombies. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the closest I've even considered getting Call of Duty in years, is the fact that Jeff Goldblum's in Call of Duty. Day one. Day yeah. one. Almost. I was almost tempted with one with um, Sarah Michelle Gellar in it. Yeah, um, it's, like, it's like my hand started doing that thing from Evil Dead where it just starts possessing itself like it's going to go and order it online. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've already pre-ordered mine, my copy of Black Ops. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm with Neil on this one. I, well, I, I'm, not, I'm just assuming you haven't bought a Call of Duty in a while, Neil. From what you said, um, I, I haven't bought one since um, uh, Modern Warfare Three was my last one. So that's nearly five years ago. I Black think Ops. It was the original Black Ops was my last outright buy. Oh, oh right, so you, I you buy it? Yeah, I rented Ghosts, and yeah, that pretty much set me back to square one. Yeah, I don't know. They just. I don't know what it is about Call of Duty. I don't dislike them. It's when I don't just outright dislike them. Obviously, I bought the early ones and stuff, but I'm not sure what doesn't compel me to um, come back. I just, I think they just, uh, to be honest, I just, they're fun to play because I, I played Advanced Warfare at a preview thing last year and it was fun, you know, the multiplayer mm. was, but I don't know what it is. I think it's just that I'm just, I'm kind of sick of a futuristic um, setting and kind of like the, the kind of like unrealistic sort of, you know, bombastic kind of set pieces they go for. I really, I wish they'd take it back to how it used to be when they had the gritty kind of World War Two setting. Yeah, I, I, think was was, really... uh, I was saying to Kevin earlier that was, uh, that's when they start running out of money that they'll do that. That'll be their yeah. reboot. That'll be their reboot savior. Yeah, because those. I'm a, I mean, Call of Duty Two and World at War is my fa- are my favorites, uh, and Modern Warfare, uh, the first Modern Warfare. But I love, I love all. I reckon. I've said this before, but I really do really stand by this. I don't care. I reckon they could do, if they tried, they could do a killer World War II game. A really gritty, down-to-earth, realistic World War II shooter. World War, sorry, World War One shooter. I reckon that would be great. I think they're going to have to at some point, because they're getting further and yeah. further into the future at this yeah. point. No one's done World War One, have they? At least not for a while. That's pretty much No, uh, there was a game. I can't remember the name of it that actually did do it. But it's just because it's not like World War Two, World War Two, where there's so many more skirmishes that yeah. are adaptable to video games. Which yeah. 
I not mean, being I, in the trenches. It's all black black go four basically. In, yeah, yeah. <laughs> depressing pre- trench life. Yeah, I think the trenches thing could be pretty cool if they did it somehow. I mean, maybe not just foot soldiers. They could, you know, because there was still quite a lot of. Um, I mean, they were ho- they were still on horseback in World War One mm. <clears throat> at some point. So anyway, but there we go. <coughs> um, yeah. So that's the new zombies in Call of Duty Three, uh, Black Ops Three. Um, God, just uh, the zombies thing as well, man. I mean, when did zombies come about? What, what the hell? How did that come into Call of Duty? Um, World at War did it first. Nazi zombies, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's just yeah. gone from there. There's Treyarch's thing, so because Treyarch did World at War and they do the Black Ops series too. Oh, of course, yeah. So, so it's not um, zombies hasn't gone into Infinity War or anything like that. Then. No, they had um, what last year was. Uh, an alien infestation sort of game, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, aliens. Right. Yeah, oh, right, right. Much, it was the same thing, but you know yeah, what I want true. now? I want now that because we've got Jeff Goldblum in in the new yes. Call of Duty, <laughs> I want a zombie dinosaur. A zombie dinosaur. Just as a yeah, reference to Jurassic Park. To be honest, just because it or like. Yeah. A zombie fly man thing. <laughs> It'd be yeah. or, maybe, or maybe an alien spaceship. Shoot it! Shoot him! <laughs> but the thing is, I've had my fun of Goldblum in video game form this year in Jurassic World. So, because all his dialogue's there from the first two films. Oh, great! <laughs> do, I, do, I, do I need any more? No. <laughs> so, no. Yes. You can never. You can never have enough Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love in that game though, they just constantly take the mick out of that shirtless pose he does. Just every every cutscene he's just pulling poses. Like <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, um, let's just wrap up with one more story. There's one I'd like to do, but it's not actually the bigger of the two stories, so I'll go for the bigger of the two stories. Um, uh, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, will feature Robin Atkin Downs. Uh, His uh, role has not been confirmed yet, but he himself has said he's in the game on Twitter. Uh, It's significant because, well, apart from being Robin Atkin Downs, (laughs) um, bloody good voice actor, He's appeared in every Uncharted, Uncharted game since day one. He's he played Navarro in Drake's Fortune, Tenzin in Among Thieves, uh, Talbot in Drake's Deception, and Perez in Golden Abyss. So it only seems right that he's going to be here for the final one. I doubt very much he's going to be a returning character, though, because I'm pretty sure... Um, yeah. Well, he could. Well, Tenzin didn't die. He could be, but he could be in that. But everyone else kicked the bucket. <laughs> he's a pretty adaptable voice actor. I mean, yeah. Apart from his you know, stock voice, but... Yeah, yeah, he's he's good. It's also uh, links another two Metal Gear Phantom Pain uh, characters together as well because he plays Kazura Miller and uh, Troy Baker, who's obviously playing Nate's brother, is playing Ocelot. So, oh yes, yes, awesome. That's pretty yes. cool. Come on, give these other boys back to some job guys. No? Yeah, totally. First <laughs> Nolan North, now Troy Baker. <laughs> uh, ben, what do you think about that? Pretty good. Uh-huh. And yeah, just pretty good. I'm looking forward to it. I didn't even know he was in the old ones, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah, I didn't know he was in all of them. I have to admit, but um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, sweet. Well, that's the news. Um, actually, I'm kind of glad we're moving on to this next bit now because my for some reason my throat's dry now. Uh, Neil, I believe you have a few things to do. Yeah. Say, should I say? Take say. it away. So, well, I'm gonna have to use the title of this feature now because Ben made it <laughs> happen last week. So. Ah, so it's time for badgering with Bolt. There you go. Thank you, Ben. It's like that. <laughs> From now on, that's it. You intro like that. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Okay, this week's topic is trophies. Yeah. Some hate them, some see them as pointless, some of us love the challenge and believe that they put more worth in some games. We asked our good old fans on Facebook, where do you stand? If you like them, what's the trophy or trophies that you're most proud of getting? Uh, we've got a fair few responses this week because our dear Adam Byrne put this question up for us early in the week. Uh, so I'll just pick a few select ones and then we'll talk about it. Uh, Alex Thompson says, I typically don't pay attention to trophies unless I notice that I'm already well on my way to getting one. Then I might put out the extra effort to finish getting it. One of the only times I intentionally went for a trophy was getting the Platinum on Demon Souls. You can understand that. Loved the game and a huge amount of work getting the plat wasn't at all for me. Um, which is totally understandable. I, I pretty much come from that mindset. Uh, Victor Lopez says, The trophy list is the first thing I look at before I start a game, like getting a game plan together. Although some games just flat out make their trophy list ridiculous. Elder Scrolls Online is one, yeah. But we're already weeks into it and nobody has platinum that game. That's because they require you to play till you're dead, basically. Donovan Other put platinum and then did a hashtag of podcast derailed. Hmm. Do you know who that is? I don't, but I guess you do. Oh, no, I'm so glad you've heard Don Other, yeah? That's that's Don Oliveira. He used to work for us on PSU. He's a great, Ah. he used to head up uh, PlayStation derailed, which is basically unchained before it was unchained. He was the host, the main host. He, he's a really great guy, and he's actually going to be guesting on the podcast soon. I was hoping actually he'd be on this week, but um, he was busy. He's, uh, I think, he was busy with family. So oh. hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully he's going to be on very, very soon. Don, there if you hear this, see you soon. Yeah, and he also, yeah, just for the reference, every time we would talk about trophies, because Don is a big trophy guy, he'd he would always go, he'd always shout out, Platinum. So that's, that's, yeah, that's, it is all caps. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's what it's all about. <laughs> We're talking of other um, PSU favourites. Good old Duffman also commented. Andy Duffbeer Duffy. Oh, cool. He, he said his, his favourite platinum is on Dishonored. And to be honest, it's the noise it makes when you get a trophy. And it proves you're better than your friends. Lol. It's like that. <laughs> um, we'll go with Ollie the Lawman Wild for the next one. The only thing that pisses me off the language is when impossible trophies are put into games where you have to rely on two to five other people to do a certain task simultaneously without pausing it up and they decide to basically crap all over it and you never get the damn multiplayer trophies which means no platinum i'm a trophy hoarder whore damn it i need cooperation and and a team sometimes being a lone wolf is just not a good idea and we'll pick one more Go on, we'll pick Kyle Prowl, because he's our man. Uh, my weirdest trophy would be the Duke Nukem Platinum. I'm guessing Duke Nukem Forever. Is that my proudest? Yeah. Final, Final Fantasy X HD Platinum, Persona 4 Gold Platinum, and Killzone 2 Hardest Difficulty Trophy uh, Close Seconds. Okay, so that's all those. I will start by saying I've got a fair few trophies, personally speaking. So <laughs> at current count, I have 5,729. But I'm not really a completionist with my games. It's like, I think I mentioned a comment earlier that said, if I'm on the way to getting a Platinum, I'll go for it and see where I go. I'm not going to go out my way too much. I'll give it a good crack. 
uh, I just like collecting them. I don't, I don't really care about the platinum so much as just getting the numbers up. It's like um, earlier this year we had a little uh, trophy tournament that Dane set up. And <laughs> that got me straight back into it. I couldn't play anything properly after that. <laughs> it's just like that's the negative effect it has on it. Because you just stop seeing games as being fun things sometimes. You just sort of, this is something I must conquer. This is something I must get this. And you just don't play the same way. And it took a little while to sort of get back into the normal way of playing games again. And just, you know, where it's it's cool if you get the trophies, but they, they don't fuss me that much. Mm-hmm. Just, just, I just tend to play a lot of games. I think on my list I've got like 516 games I've got trophies in. So, but then that's since, what, 2008, I think, when they came out. It's understandable. But, yeah, my average progress is about 24% on trophies, so it's not like I go for everything every time. They're just, they do add something, I find. Uh, what about you, Mike? Uh, this, uh, this would be quite easy to answer. Um, I'm not really... A trophy guy to be honest i don't really actively go out to collect trophies i end up when i unlock a trophy and get the little bing that comes up i'm like oh cool you know whatever but i didn't actually know that i was going to do it i just get them by accident that's pretty much the story of my life with trophies. have you never gone for any game and thought well i'll, I'll try and beat this game i i have i have in recent times, in the last year or so, maybe 18 months, I tried to get a certain number of trophies. I think the last of us, so I tried to, um, uh, at least in the single-player campaign, I tried to get as many yeah. as I can. The trouble is, a lot of them have been multiplayer stuff, and I'm not a multi- big multiplayer guy, yeah, so I just but... can't be asked. Uh, Resident Evil is an obvious one, but even even despite my pedigree with the Resident Evil series, <laughs> I still can't... I don't have the patience to platinum that game because of what you've got to do. It's just ridiculous. Like, yes. Go through it with a knife or whatever it is. That's yeah. just... Our dear Adam Byrne uh, managed to do that last week. Yeah, I, well, he's a better man than me. He is. <laughs> I did it in the original one, but the re- no, not the remake. Um, but um, <clears throat> uh, in terms of platinum, my proudest platinum is my only platinum, which is The Walking Dead, which is um, <laughs> my, a, a monkey could do it because you just have to complete the game. <laughs> yeah, I've, got, I've got it on free format. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. Um, I would say, for me, Skyrim, probably my favourite plat. It's just because I never would in a million years would have thought I'd get a plat in any RPG. Because normally, nice. normally you've got to do a stupid amount of tasks and Skyrim especially, you had a lot of ones which were, if you went and did the wrong thing in a quest line, it could just you know, corrupt your entire quest line. Yeah. And you'd end up losing out and having to start again. And I just managed to wrangle it on every single quest and do it just right. And just, ah, just, it felt, it made the long, long time I played it feel even more worthy. I just made that, made love that game a little bit more, I think. What about you, Ben? I has no plats. No plats. Yeah, you are notoriously lacking in plats, despite yeah. some very... What? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> you had no platinums? Seriously? Yeah, I have no platinums. Wow. To be fair, until about... Um, I think it was just before my son was born, um, back in 2011, I had none, and I thought, well, if I don't get one now, I'm never going to get one. So I started on Legends of WrestleMania that year, because it was the closest I was on any game to getting a platinum trophy. Yeah. So I got it, and yeah, that was it. And then after he was born, it was like early hours of the morning, 
playing Burnout Paradise while trying to hold him to sleep. I ended up getting that platinum. And same again with Saints Row the third. And yeah, the next year I got like ten, and it was just you just had these. Yeah, it became quite compelling for a while to sort of get trophies, but just most of mine are. Repeats. So, like I say, I've got three of The Walking Dead. I've got Jack and Daxter, the precursor legacy, twice. Uh, and because, yeah, I could complete that game a million times over. It's just fun. Yeah, it's just. It, I mean, this year I only have two, I think, which, again, one of them is The Walking Dead season one. So, <laughs> <laughs> on Vita yeah. this year. And the other one was Saints Row 4. So, yeah. Not. It, not Consistent with my flat game, to be honest, but it's fun when you do get them. In case you're wondering, the reason why I don't have any plats is because I know someone in real life who is pretty much a plat whore. He, loves, he always plays games till he gets a platinum, and it yeah. pisses him off that I don't get any. <laughs> <laughs> I come from a very, uh, I came from a very platinum orientated site because it was a, I came from a trophy site before I came to PSU. <laughs> And it's like, and yeah, just the, the figures they were putting up on there. I mean, they were the website we joined with on the trophy tournament this year. It's called yeah. ps3trophiesstill.com. And yeah, some of the numbers they put up are mental. People putting up like hundreds of trophies in the space for a week without even breaking a sweat. And it's just like, <laughs> like, suddenly you feel, oh, look, my compulsion of just getting like, a whole bunch it seems like nothing I'm there struggling to get what was it they worked out into points for each trophy and I, I was there struggling to get to 2,000 points in one week there's people just getting 8,000 no problem <laughs> so it's mad the world of trophy hunting but it's an interesting world to get into it's like but yeah it's it's, it's just intimidating I'd imagine for most people <laughs> Yeah, I um, I do. I find trophies satisfying when I get them. Like if I actually, like I said, some on the few games that I have set out to get them, like The Last of Us, when you do, you know, you achieve something, it is very satisfying, and I can see it becoming addictive. But if I go down that route, I'm never going to get laid ever again. So <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> so no, that's, that's the worst thing. There's like guys I know who can platinum left, right, and center, and then they're like. There's people with PhDs and master's degrees and things like that, and you're just like, and they can do day jobs and do their degrees, and they can, and then still get loads of trophies. It's like, oh, that's mental. <laughs> like, I know, and I'm just there thinking, well, I just like enjoying the game, so there. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a very competitive thing, and it's like a subculture of both PlayStation and Xbox, just achievements and trophies and all those things. It's that yeah. uh, it's become a very big part of it. Like that most people don't really see it. I think that well, pretty much wraps up our feature. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. My. Um. Yeah. I'm pretty much the same when it comes to trophies. I never really did. Um. Change. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe I'll have another crack. I see what Resident Evil Zero's got, but that game's even that's one of the most difficult <laughs> Resident Evil games out there. So, Lord, if they ask you to go through that with a knife, then just go to hell. Seriously. <laughs> as as you weren't here last week, Mike. Yeah. Can we get you to ask answer last week's question for us? Yeah, sure. 
Is that last week's question was if you could get a Terminator to terminate any <laughs> moment in gaming history, what would it be? Any moment? Any moment, anything. Anything gaming Anything to history. do with gaming. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, God. Um, Jesus. Oh, God almighty. There's so many things. Um, I, I would terminate... Um, <laughs> I would terminate Resident Evil 5 in its original incarnate in its uh, final incarnation. Reset the bar. Reset the bar because they had been, uh, they had uh, the original concept for that game was a hell of a lot better than what actually came out. It had Barry in it, it had zombies in it, it had a much better story. It wasn't forced co-op. So yeah, I would definitely terminate. I would have Arnie go back and terminate Resident Evil 5. It's <laughs> a good choice. A good Thanks. To be honest with you, I could probably come back in an hour and tell you five more. But oh, I yeah, it would just, they started yeah. reeling off last week. My yeah. one was mainly advised David Doak not to get involved with EA, where Time Splitters was involved. And yeah, the team working on Devil May Cry 2 just to be terminated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Term- oh, God, DMC 2, yeah. Speaking of DMC, I, um, I'm playing... I really enjoyed 4, actually, playing it you again. Know what? Strangely, so have I. Despite my hate... Not hatred, but dislike of that game. I've really enjoyed it. Just, yeah, uh, I yeah well, actually, we should probably actually save that for the what we've been playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's save that for a minute. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, we'll be there in a sec. Uh, we're just going to go through the reviews now. Thanks for that, Neil. That was a cool segment. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, first review we have is uh, quite a big game, actually. At long last, it's a ride. The Elder Scrolls Online, Tamiya Unlimited. Uh, this was reviewed by Carl Prowl. He gave it a 7 out of 10. Uh, he summarizes, caught somewhere between a, a reverence for its forebearers and an unwillingness to forego MMO traditions. The Elder Scrolls Online is a hybrid game. It's exciting and off-putting in equal measure. Interesting. Uh, he likes the uh, he liked the deep, very character development. Uh, the well-told story, that can be played solo. That is very interesting because I had no idea it had a story or you could play it solo. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um and technical polish. However, he disliked the mediocre graphics, uh, the vague and necessary class system, and cartoony animation, same-looking races. Um, this was delayed by about a year, I think, wasn't it? It was originally going to come out last summer, I think. Yeah, it, it suffers from Final <coughs> 14 syndrome, basically <laughs> yeah. being a bit, a bit shit when it came out. <laughs> and, oh, right. Yeah, and having to be reworked in the last year, which it has been, like, massively. Yeah. It's like... The original game is nothing like this now. I don't agree. It's just, it's a much much better game. Cool. Oh, is it is it true that you can actually um go to all the provinces in um like in in Tamriel? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like wow. uh, Cyrodiil is like your battle center. So like you fight for possession of areas in the game. So oh. so like depending on which faction you're in, you're just like you'll control certain points of the map and. It's an ongoing thing that you just like you um, basically sign up to be part of a thirty day, thirty day plus. Is that right, Ben? Sort of thing. You yeah. Get, yeah. And so it's thirty day plus battle where you just sort oh, of right. knock your enemy back and try and take as much ground as possible. Like that. That's in there. But yeah. Most you can do a lot of it solo. It's like I've done a lot of it solo because. Uh, me and my friends you know, wanted to all play at the same time, but like, oh, ever, right. you know, I got slightly waylaid with having to review and play Batman. So <laughs> they're already on level 50 veteran status, and I'm still on level 16. So, <laughs> so all right. Um, yeah, but I'm happy just tooling around doing general Elder Scrolls things. 
So can you actually play it like a, like a single-player Elder Scroll game, if you wish? Can you like do... Really, but there's a lot of MMO stuff in it. Uh, you know, yeah. It obviously changes the dynamic. But I don't know, you still have that wandering around and just checking out the environment and just... Oh, it, cool. It's like with me, I started in uh, Morrowind. Which, yeah. And, yeah, it was cool, because I hadn't seen that in years. Yeah, it's nice to sort of go around, see all these places... Yeah, you do sort of branch out. It's just I sort of marked out a little when I ended up going to Skyrim because uh, it's my favourite sort of place out of all the. Places. So, sorry, I just that begs the question. So, like, say you you know you go to Skyrim and stuff. Like, if you play Skyrim, do you go to places from Skyrim? Do you like? Oh, yeah. I recognise that area, kind of it's thing. Set, yeah. Like it's set like hundred years before uh, oh, right. events of Sky uh, that Elder Scrolls Five. So it's like it's. Things are slightly different, but they're familiar sort of things. Like in, oh right, that's pretty. Cool. Like in Cyrodiil, you have the whole you know the the king's tower in the center of the map, like that. You know. The oh big, yeah, big yeah. Thing. And like that, and you've got the giant mushrooms in Morrowind, and it yeah, it's just so many beats like that. They're really good. The frustration, oh, the frustration in that game does lie in that it's just it's hard to tell where you should and shouldn't be going in certain terms. Yeah, because you. You'll have like stuff that's your level in one area, but then you'll also suddenly find, oh, hang on, this this battle is a bit too much for me, like that. And the group instances are the only things you really have trouble soloing, I think, because they just seem to scale up with you as you go. I went back to do one I hadn't done since I was about level ten. Yeah. And I went back at level sixteen, and they were they were on my level again, and. Yeah, could not make it out the first room because they're just you know, relentlessly being attacked by a bunch of level 16 enemies. Damn. But then, you know, the fun of it is you can just walk off and go and do something else. But it's it's definitely more complex than your average Elder Scrolls game. You just you know, there's so much things to do, you know, joining factions and sorting out your you know, crafting stuff is a little different from that as well. And yeah, it's just it's still fun. It's I totally agree though with the score that Kyle's given it because it's good. It's not it's not classic Elder Scrolls, but it it's the first MMO RPG that I've actually really got into properly and you know, played for more than like five or six hours. So yeah, I if you're not really into that genre and you kinda of like Elder Scrolls, it's a good starting point. All right, sweet. Cheers. I've always been curious about that. Um, thanks, man. Um, next up, we have uh, Dane's review of Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth. Uh, well, okay, I think that's a little typo with the... Um... Oh, no, it isn't. It's actually written like uh, that. Uh, yeah, we, we had this discussion. <laughs> Rebirth 3, 5 Generation, I think it's called. Something like that. Uh, yeah, that's a long-ass name and very, very oddly um, <laughs> performed. Um, he says uh, he gave us an 8 out of 10. Uh, he writes, uh, some new additions to the gameplay make this title more than a simple Vita conversion and great for those who never picked up the original. Still, if you already own it on PS3, there is nothing uh, there is nothing that new to warrant a new purchase unless you need an RPG on the Vita or a seasoned trophy hunter. Uh, he uh, likes the uh, easy conversion to a handheld and the new remake additions help make the game fresh. However, he dislikes the fact that the uh, parts cut from the PS3 version and there's no big addition to make you want to buy it a second time. Uh, one, once again, that's one of those um, titles that Dane reviews 
very nicely, I must say, but I have never played <laughs> at all. Yeah, it's pretty much a, a given for me as well. Yeah, he, he's really, um, he taps into those niche kind of games, um, uh, Dane does, which is really cool, actually, because, um, you know, different tastes and all that, you know. I'm sure there's someone on there who comes, PSU, comes on PSU every time one of those are released and reads those reviews because it's the same for people who read Call of Duty or whatever. So yeah. there's always an audience out there. Um, next up, we have oh some guy called Neil Bolt uh, who reviewed oh. Rocket League. <laughs> oh, Rocket League. <laughs> yes, heard a lot of things about this. Apparently, there's been some issues with overheating consoles or something. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, apparently the uh, menus have been overheating consoles. It's true. Mine started whirring like crazy when I stuck on the menus. So the trick is, people don't need on the menus. Play the game. So, so, yeah, it's funny my, you mentioned that's my quick fix for the game. Quick fix. It's funny you mention that because that PS4 of mine, that one, and after making a noise when I was on Assassin's Creed Unity today, yeah, God, it was really, really worrying. Oh yeah, fair enough. In Unity, I think it's just because it's a big game. Yeah, it's yeah. what a lot of process about. But um, I think it's the Unreal Engine that right. causes the problem because it's not the first Unreal Engine game in an indie format that has done it. All right. I think because they're not a big studio and they don't have the same skills for optimizing it, something gets lost. Uh-huh. And it, so, yeah, it's a, that, that's what sort of transpired since then. It's not been a big issue, to be honest. Yes, I think Gary uh, Bagdasarov, uh, one of our team, had that problem where it bricked his console. Wait, sorry, what was that? Blah, 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 blah. Bagdasarov, sorry. <laughs> oh, right, sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've made it an effort to sort of try and say Gary's name properly. Oh no, it's just that I think um, I've been wondering if I've been saying it wrong all this time. Yeah, so, yeah, because yeah, I, I, I pronounce it Bagdasarov. <laughs> yeah, I, I went with it last week and see if we got it right. So he, he agreed. So I'm guessing that's right. <laughs> all right. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> uh, <dear>. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, they've had a lot of trouble. They, they've definitely felt it though. The Cyanix, the, the, the games. Uh, had its issues and they've been yeah. they've worked very diligently to get it right but they're still seeing the results coming through I mean it's like they've had almost 2 million players 121,000 concurrent users they've been the number one on Twitch and Reddit and number one trending on Steam it's like but as they say in the same light it's like the other milestones they've had is the website's been smashed the servers have been crushed the forums have been killed and too many lag spikes downtime and matchmaking problems <laughs> so Time. It's like, so yeah, it's. I don't. I quite genuinely, in this case, believe they didn't expect they would do as well as they have, and that's well, most of their problems have come yeah, from. Yeah, well, it's not hard to see why because you gave it an eight point five, so it's obviously worth it. Um, final word: uh, Rocket League is one of the best multiplayer experiences of this generation. The single player pals in comparison, but with a joy riddled social chaos, Rocket League has a, has an offer any solo campaign would. Right, that makes sense. Um, uh, fantastic multiplayer, surprisingly deep controls, and a great meld of football and cars of a free plus points. However, Neil disliked that a single player has far less longevity. Uh, 4v4 sorry, can be a little too chaotic. And the server teeth and issues, uh, which we've already explained. So yeah, yeah. 8.5. So a uh, solid game there, Neil. Yeah, and I think it has the potential to get even better as time goes on because they're adding more content. Yeah, and I think it, it will stabilize in time. It's like that single player. You know, it's not really essential. Yeah. But while there are issues with the servers, you kind of have to play it to sort of yeah. you know, learn the ropes, unlock a lot of the stuff, and just generally get on. 
And yeah, it's it really does veer between being idiotic AI <laughs> and and just AI that thinks it's Lionel Messi in a oh, car. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said it's the bastard child of Lionel Messi, um, Rory McIlroy, and uh, what's his name? I've forgotten the name of it. <laughs> They'll go to me. I'm not up on that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Car driver Lewis, Ham- Lewis Hamilton. There you go. That's oh, like... geez. I was actually going to say Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that is what it's like. It's, just, <laughs> it's like, just get people like that. <laughs> oh, it's cool. nuts. But yeah, it's a really good multiplayer game. I got a couple of complaints. I think we saw on Twitter when we put the review out. It's like, how can you review how good the multiplayer is if you can't play it? Because it's, uh, it's like, well, we did, and you know, there is actually offline. Multiplayer modes in it. It's, yeah, it's uh, not like the servers were like down constant, you know, completely. <laughs> it's it, but it's it. you can play it offline with people yeah. in the same house as you. I know it's a very alien concept of a lot of people these days that you can actually <laughs> play video games in the same room as each other yeah. and play together. It's amazing. I know. And yeah. it doesn't have to just be FIFA, FIFA 15. Nez did it about 30 years ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's a very long standing feature. <laughs> and I'm glad it, the games are still doing it. Like this, Hell yeah. yeah, you can't be couch co-op or whatever stupid it's, name I give it these days. That's it. Yeah. And it's yeah. just it's a proper old school game, and I love it for what it is. But I really do think it will get better in time. Awesome source. Right. Uh, last but not least, we have another Dame review. Operation of this. Right. Hang on. Oh, what? Ben, is he there? Ben, ask him. Yeah, still there. Oh. Ben, what did you think of Rocket League? I haven't played it yet. I've been worried about either heating my PS4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm not surprised that it's got so many people. Uh, as you know, it's free on Plus, so there's so yeah, many it's people. it's free on Plus, and it's a damn good game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's an amazing game. I was going to buy it anyway. <laughs> oh, cool. Fair play. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, but I didn't mean to miss you out there. I, completely... I didn't realise we hadn't heard from Ben in about 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I completely forgot about the um, review. I think it's usually because um, whenever we ask if you played this, it's usually a resounding no. Because <laughs> I've never played any of the stuff I talk, I talk about here. But in most cases, it's usually because I've reviewed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, well, the last one is uh, Operation Abyss, the new Tokyo Legacy by Dane. Uh, he gave us a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, he summarises, um, NIS fans will enjoy it, as well as those into first-person dungeon crawler RPGs. An, inco- an incoherent user interface and story will cause issues for those without a lot of patience, but there is an interesting and funny narrative to reward those who persevere through it. Uh, he liked the uh, story is interesting and dark, and the character artwork is gorgeous. <coughs> However, he disliked the uh, incoherent quest directions, uh, poorly optimised user interface, and the... Uh, minimum max nature of stats negates the point of blood codes. Um, there we have it. Uh, I presume you guys did the Batman review last week, since that was yep. obviously a big one. And we talked yeah. about it for like two weeks running. So, <laughs> All right. Oh, you reviewed it as well. I actually yeah. didn't see what score you gave it. Don't tell yeah. me, don't tell me, don't yeah, tell me. Obviously. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually don't looking right it. now. Yeah. Um, oh, bloody hell, I was two pages. Just tell me. I can't be asked to go through the page. <laughs> You're a nine out of ten. Yeah. Awesome. What did you think of it, Neil? It's good. Has its flaws. Uh, it's like Batmobile isn't as bad as everyone makes out, but it definitely is the worst thing in the game. Yeah, I heard a lot about that. Yeah, so it's not it's, it's not as bad as people say. No, it's got to think of it more as it's his constant companion. It's his. It's like his pet. His Batmobile. He just and it. 
that's when it works best. But yeah, there's just too much reliance on it in certain game modes. And yeah, that, that's where it sort of drags down. And the story does drag a bit as a result of the Batmobile later on and kind of ruins one of the best sort of reveals in the game, which is the identity of the Arkham Knight. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, is it? It partly ruins it. It's just, it happens to be a, a factor, but it isn't the only factor. But yeah, it's, a, it's for me, game, as I said last week, I still don't change my mind. Game of the year so far, but yeah, there are other games coming. Sweet. Cool. Um, yeah, we've. Uh, um, I saw a bit of an action this time last week when I was after the uh, birthday party. I went to we went back to my mate's house and played back for a bit. Although I couldn't see all all of it because the guy's dog was practically trying to eat my face. <laughs> um, by that I mean it was licking my face constantly and trying to jump up to me and tackle me to the ground and everything. So, but from what I did see, it was really good. <laughs> um, Cool, well, let's move on now to what games we've been playing. Um, if it's all right, Neil, I'd like you to start, just so I can um, my throat can recover, because for some reason, it's, I've had a really bad sore throat this week, so it gets dry really easily. I know, it's like, literally, Mike, it's like a passing of the torch, because two weeks ago, I had it, then Ben had it last week. Oh. Off and spluttering, and yeah. So now me. <laughs> right, so we need someone new on next week. Yeah, to although, to be it. fair, I think I caught, I must have caught a chill, because I was walking home in... Walk into my mate's house in the cold at half past one in the morning, <laughs> so that probably did it. <laughs> yeah, that, that probably didn't help. No, um, cool. Okay, so Neil, what games have you been playing? Ooh, what games have I been playing? Oh, that's a very good question, as I say. Um, apart from the ones we've mentioned, like Rocket League, but I played a lot of games this week actually. But uh, Elder Scrolls is one, Rocket League is another, Batman is another. We know about all those. Uh, as usual, I play Pro Evolution Soccer every week, and so that's how it is. Yep, I see you on that a lot. <laughs> yeah, so it's easy. It's one of the easiest things to play on remote play, because I just know the controls so well that the slight shortcomings of it has don't affect the way I play. Like that. So it's just, I'll just do my season mode while I'm on that. Uh, I've beaten people online playing on remote play, so I'm quite happy about that. <laughs> so so um, Minecraft, again... It's like because my son is just so into it at the minute. It's like every day now I get asked, "It's like, can we play Minecraft today? Can we play Minecraft today?" It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's not even four when we're already on this stage. It's like, I was saying to the other guys last week, he's just getting games now, what they are. It's like <laughs> he helped me. I was saying last week he helped me with Lego Jurassic World. And yeah, he's just he's getting it now, and it's it's fun. It's fun thing to do together. It's, just like, it's the first game where we've really sort of bonded in a nice way on games. It's quite cute. I'm just trying to think what the other things I've played now. Oh, God, so many. This is the problem. There's just so many games. I was trying to figure out, like, last week, it's like if I had a top ten of games I've been playing for that week. Yeah. It's like, like that. It's like it started to become very difficult because <laughs> there were so many. <laughs> so, um. Right, I will get back to it. There is definitely one. I'm sure I'm missing something. Well, but uh, you know what? I didn't mention it last week, but I have been playing a hell of a lot of Run Sackboy Run, which was, <laughs> which was like a mobile game initially, which is basically one of those endless runner things where you just you know, going along the screen trying to avoid things by just tapping the screen to jump and that. Right, but it's on Vita, oh, and right. it's free, it's free as well on Vita, and yeah. 
it's one of those things you can just play willy-nilly, no problem. Uh, um, yeah, but we were going to say it earlier. Also, Devil May Cry 4, the special edition. Yeah. Is it? I like it more. I've actually now got further than I did when I played it seven years ago. So that's always a good start. And um, yeah, some of the boss design is just fantastic. It is, isn't it? The yeah. So like, um, the later one that's like that snake plant creature boss and it's just like that's a really well designed boss I just like, oh yeah the i the yeah i don't know when you're talking about is it in the forest yeah, yeah? yes yeah and, uh, but the thing that sets it out i think from the earlier definitely crying sort of experience is you just get lost so easily just twice i walked the wrong direction for a really really long time and of course they still throw enemies at you even if you're going the wrong way yeah yeah so you just end up going all the way back and then realise, oh, hang on, I've gone the wrong way. And that's because <laughs> you've missed one simple doorway. But, and yeah, so it's like, I've been playing it in bits and bobs as a result. But yeah, actually quite enjoying it. It's quite nice. Uh, if I play it, I play some of the other plus games like uh, Geometry Wars 3 and Mousecraft, but I've played them for minutes, I think, really, more than anything else. It's, it's not really for me. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm still waiting on that slightly rumoured story we had this week about uh, XCOM being on Vita. That, that, that was that would be the end of me, I think. It's like you won't be able to drag me out of bed or, or <laughs> out of the bathroom or wherever I'm playing the Vita, just because that would just be the game to end all games. I said earlier in the week, I think on Twitter, that if XCOM is on Vita, no game compares this year. Even things like Metal Gear, I just that will be it. I'll be I'll be sorted the rest of the year. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, that's pretty much covers all the things I've played. Awesome, cool. Thanks for that, man. Uh, ben, how about you, buddy? Uh, I've been playing Pharmacy Fourteen Heaven's Ward. <laughs> that's, that's, about <laughs> that's about it. That's about it. It's a small list this week for Ben. Yep, that is yeah. it. Uh, I got my gear to 180, almost, and um, 190. I beat the new raid that came out this week. I beat the day it came out. Bloody hell. <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> that was insane. Are you still enjoying the game? Oh, I'm still enjoying it. In fact, I'm about to do the raid again, as we're talking. Bloody hell. <laughs> because I'm on the loop. You've done some very good uh, videos for it as well. Oh, yeah. I, taught, I did a guide on how to do all the, all the flaws of the new raid. I did yeah. the guide as I, I finished the raid on the first day. Uh, which you can find on our YouTube channel and on the website. Yep. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Bit of advertising. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, I still can't believe I've got 20,000 views. It's just insane. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Ben's review for Heaven's Ward is the most popular of this month so far. It's been, I've been very happy about that. Yeah, it certainly has. You can't deny that. It's, That's um, it. Yeah, quite a lot. Cool. Quite a lot of people are playing it on my friends list. On my friends list, at least, um, it seems, seems to be quite popular. Cool. Well, I guess that just leaves me. Um, for once, I haven't actually been playing much Destiny at all. I think I played it once with Stephen, and that was it because I've had other things to do. To be honest. Uh, yeah. But you, did, you were when you were away. You were playing a certain game when you went away on the boat, didn't you? Oh, you! Oh, I completely forgot that I had Wi-Fi um, when I was on holiday. So you saw me playing Final Fantasy VII then. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it actually says that I was playing that, does it? Yeah, yeah, it did. Oh, wicked. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, well, since I, God, I haven't been here for so long, actually, I suppose. But yeah, I was, when I was on holiday down in Cornwall, I took my Vita with me as I do every year. Literally, I was only, I planned to play through quite a few games. I ended up playing Final Fantasy VII nonstop. I got from, I started the game and I got all the way up to Nibbleheim Mountains, where I'm currently actually, I still, I need to resume it again. I'm currently just grinding for levels and limit breaks at the moment because it's best to get that done as soon as you can, really. And I think the, um, I mean, you can do it whenever you want, but one, two particularly good places are the Mithril Mines and Nibbleheim Mountains because there's a lot of, uh, Easier and easy-ish enemies there that you can defeat, and they um, they cause they they hit quite hard, which gets your limit up. So, which you obviously to get limit breaks, you have to use one a certain amount of time and kill a certain amount of enemies. So, there's lots of enemies there, and they can hit quite hard. So, it's a perfect combination. <clears throat> so, yeah, I've been on that. Um, I finally started Assassin's Creed Unity. No, sorry, not started it. I've re um, I've got. I've resumed it. Yeah, resumed in resumed Assassin's Creed Unity again, and I'm actually playing it quite frequently, which is good. Um, I have to admit, I didn't want to admit it to myself at first, but it didn't grab me as much as the other ones at first. I didn't dislike it at all. It's just Black mm. Flag was so good. I love the sailing element, and even Assassin's Creed Three before it had parts, part you know, it had some sailing in it as well. So after being sport by that, and sorry, and Rogue as well, going to um, Unity felt very, very weird. It felt almost quite limiting. But once you get past that, I kind of slipped back into the old school. Assassin's Creed kind of like um, urban mentality when you're just you know in a city and stuff and doing stuff yeah. there, which is obviously what I liked originally because I love Two in Brotherhood especially, my favourite ones. Um, so yeah, I- I'm getting back into Unity now. There's, there's so much stuff to do there. I- I'm probably not going to go um, like I almost go through 100% when I play through these games, but I don't reckon I will on this simply because I've got so much else to do. But I'm doing as much of a side quest as I can. I probably won't do much co-op stuff because there's not enough people online. No one's playing it anymore. So I know that obviously some <laughs> people are still would have said on the staff they would happily do that and that's cool. But I'll probably, you know, I'll go through obviously the story and I'll do, is, I'll do some side quests and stuff. But yeah, main thing is even though I just did the story, I'd be happy. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, I haven't, oddly enough, I haven't encountered the, encountered the um, glitches and stuff. I haven't fallen through the floor, floor. No one's eyeballs have popped out at me or anything weird, stuff like that, um, which is kind of odd because um, I know there's been a lot of that reported. I'm guessing there must have been a patch release at some point because my PS4 is forever downloading bloody updates, so it's probably installed and I didn't even know about it. But, yeah, um, I'm enjoying that. Um, <clears throat> I've been, my mate comes around and plays Watch Dogs, so I've been watching him go on that, which is really cool. Um, mostly him blowing stuff up with a grenade launcher, from what I remember. And I've also been on my 360 on Mass Effect 3. I started my, I started playing as a female shepherd, I think it was last year, maybe 18 months ago. And I put it on ice for a bit because I had so many other things to do with work, reviews, etc., life. And, um, I finally resumed it. Um, I got. I finished Mass Effect Two when I when I uh, put it down. So I started off with three from the beginning with my file, and I'm now only a couple of hours into it, but I'm slowly going through that again. Um, it just reminds me how much I love that game, and I really would love to see a HD release of that. I'm kind of surprised still that they haven't announced that. But even so, I like bringing out the 360. I do enjoy playing older consoles in general, but I think I'd rather play stuff like a SNES. Um, a Mega Drive or a Dreamcast um, play the game, the original games on the original consoles than say 
if I had a chance to play Mass Effect HD, I'd rather play the HD version on a PS4 rather than get out the 360. I know that sounds weird. I like playing old consoles, but I think it's just it's just not quite the same when they're like the old classic retro consoles. I enjoy doing that because of what they are. They're retro consoles and stuff. Whereas more modern games like that, you know, it's it's, it's a little bit more convenient to be able to play them on a H- on like a, a, you know a PS4, so you can upgrade from PS3 to PS4. But yeah, there we go. But I'm in, I'm enjoying that. Um, apart from that, no, that's it. I think um, I'm probably going to jump back on War Thunder again at some point because it's I've been off it for a couple of months, and with the you know 75th anniversary of the Battle of Britain as well. So um, I will um, probably that's compelled me to get back into it a lot. So yeah, um, I was in London on Friday, actually. It's a shame I didn't see the fly pass there. I would have liked that, but yeah. Oh, and um, I could probably, no, I can talk about this because the embargo is lifted. I played Godzilla on PS4 at Namco on Friday, um, which was pretty good. I will actually have a preview up on Sunday. We're recording this on Saturday, so I, sh- I will be publishing that tomorrow, so by the time you hear this podcast it will be up, so check that out, and we'll have a review soon. I believe, Neil, you're doing a review of Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, I called it a while back, so cool. a bit of a love for the old G-Man. Cool, yeah, and yeah, that's it, I think. That's pretty much it. So yeah, I'd like to jump back. I'm planning to go through uh, Resident Evil 2 and 3 at some point as well. It's been a while. Yeah, since that time is actually coming again this year. I was going to wait till we had our second child because I thought, well, out of those times where I just got to sit there, so the Vita would just be there. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Do you play like the old Resident Evil games quite a lot then? Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Really, I play oh, Resi Two. It's like it's getting harder and harder every year, though. So I just yeah, I know. Yeah, but, and that time of year as well, I'd just be it's gonna I have stuff like Metal Gear out as well, and just like I mean, in that space of time, I think I've. Got Until Dawn, yeah. Metal Gear, and Pez, and I'm reviewing two of them already. So it's like I, it's going to be an interesting time with that anime. <laughs> oh man, you're um, you're all sorted, then, aren't you? Really <laughs> busy bee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just the uh, whole autumn winter window is just it's like death to me these days. It's just because there's just too much coming out, <laughs> not enough time to do them all. I said this last time, yeah, with the birth of my son, I was like, oh, I'll be doomed, I'll never get to play games as much as I used to. And I, I still, you know, within the first year of him being born, I you know, put 120 hours into Skyrim, you know, platted loads of games. It's just, it's, it gives you a new appreciation for games, I think, because you, you put your time into it in a different way. Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to, to sort of lose that a little bit now, where I just thought, oh, I just play a bit of this, that and everything. But yeah, I think that sort of honed me in, sort of wrote me in a bit. Yeah, I get you. Cool. Well, um, at least for Vita's, the Vita's handy for that kind of thing. When you don't have time to sit down and play a game for a long time, you can just turn on, um, resume the Vita and then just put it into sleep mode again. Yeah. That's which it. is very oh, handy. Very yeah. Great. Cool. Well, um, that's a wrap, I think. Um, obviously, we're going to... we're close out the podcast now um are there any uh things you guys need to talk about ben do you have any like competitions or any anything you need to talk about at all uh not just to find out we could give away free copies of heaven's ward when sometime soon it'll probably be next month and if i get 600 friends i'll do another giveaway i'm at 540 bloody hell wow nice one <laughs> and i have 15 people to accept that i haven't accepted yet oh wow cool um, it's weird. No one's actually added me for a long time because I haven't been here. <laughs> yeah. 
So there we go. Um, yeah, I actually, I, I completely forgot that I had Wi-Fi on my Vita and stuff, and I had access on the holiday, so I had no idea that you guys could see me playing <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> so I'm uh, definitely on holiday. <laughs> yeah, just on Final Fantasy VII all day. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's quality. I saw you sign on actually a few times as well. Can't remember what you were playing though. Um, Batman that week, I think. Yeah, it probably was. Yeah. Um, sweet. Um, well, I guess that about wrap things up, guys. Um, oh, contacts, of course. Um, yes, guys, if you want to uh, contact any of us, uh, you can contact me at mike.harrodance at psu.com. You can contact the podcast in general at podcast.psu.com. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Or you can contact Neil at... Uh, Nezko on Twitter, which is N-E-Z-Z-K-O, or neil.bolt at psu.com. And also... I'm sure there's something else. Oh, yes, PSN, uh, Son of Venom, all lowercase, one word. And if you have any questions you'd like to put out for next week, because we have a comic book podcast as well coming out next week, the second yeah. edition. Uh, me and Gary will be doing. So, yeah, if you have any questions maybe about that uh, Batman versus Superman trailer that came out today or just the way comics are going or just uh, or maybe Arkham Knight because we'll probably spoil the hell out of that game next week so you know it's going to be a good old fun cast wow my experience in comic books is uh, three issues of Resident Evil the comic book and uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Beano <laughs> yeah and, no not, not that and an Angel comic that's it <laughs> so yeah I don't think I'll be on there um cool um you oh yeah uh, psn uh if you want to add me to psn which many of you have done thank you very much for that um it's uh billy underscore cohen 84 that's capital b capital c billy underscore cohen 84 and last but not least you can contact mr shillabir hall at uh ben hall at psu.com chili underscore you can twitter chili on psn chili on neogaf chili on everywhere chili i'm everywhere chili sauce awesome Sweet. Um, well, that about wraps up episode 82, guys. Don't forget to uh, give us a like on Facebook. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You can have us deliver to all your iThings that way, which is handy. Uh, rate us as well, if you wouldn't mind, guys. We'd appreciate it. Oh, yes, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter as well. We, um, we've we um, been uh, quite active on social media lately, guys. And obviously, um, obviously some of our, uh, our things like question of the week goes through Facebook as well. So um, keep checking it out and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that way you won't miss any updates. No, um, feel free to answer, ask questions yourself. And we, may, we might even have them on the show too. Oh, yeah. Do we definitely read anything else? Um, read anything out for sure, definitely. And email us with any questions you've got. It'd be good actually to have some kind of um, um, some more feedback from you guys so we can start reading stuff out. We will definitely quote you, give you a shout out or whatever, guys. Definitely. Yeah. Just remember, we aren't the official PlayStation website. So don't ask us why PSN doesn't work properly. Don't ask, <laughs> why, don't ask us why you don't like the PS Plus lineup. That's not anything to do with us. Yes, we are Yes, we are a PlayStation website, but we are not Sony. As much as, yes. believe it or not, people do sometimes think we are Sony and email yes. us. Yes. yes. I think last week when we did the questions, we had a few answers like that on Twitter that seemed to believe that we were a Sony. Yes. So. I am Sony. We are not. I am not. Um, I'm not Andrew House. Neil is not Sean. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, and Ben is not Shohei Yoshida, although he does have him on his friends list. Um, might be him. You don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, the minute you kind of sound like Bane with the old uh, mic problems you got today. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cool. Well, yeah. um, oh, ben, I've got an idea how to end this podcast then. <laughs> ben, well, I'll let you end it, Ben, then, if you want. Um, well, with the last quote, I mean. Uh, ben, Neil, thanks for joining me again. It's been good to be back. Hopefully, it won't be a month again before I'm on the next show. It, Robert, it definitely won't be a month. Although, um, I'll, be on, I'll be back on the next regular podcast. I won't be on the comic book one, obviously. But I will see you again on episode 83. Thanks for joining me, chaps. <clears throat> and we will see you we will see you next episode I'll leave the closing comments to Ben and now you have my profession to leave well let's leave later guys <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one bye yeah.